This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis Macareg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. Standing on a crowded platform at the Florence Terminal, I'm waiting for the train bound for Venice. That is when the woman with hazel eyes looked in my direction. We look away at the same time, half embarrassed, with panic in our eyes as if we've accidentally peered into a flash of bright light. My solo travel is winding down after eight days in Italy, five days in Rome, another three days in Florence, and my last three will be in Venice. A part of me wants to keep going for another year, but there's no choice because work is waiting for me back home. The post-travel blues are hitting me, and I'm not even at the airport yet. The train doors is open, and I follow the passengers getting on board. As we inch forward, it's sure she'll be just a few arms length away from me, and it will be difficult to avoid looking at her again. But with my curiosity mounting, not stealing another glance would be impossible. How am I going to pretend that looking at her was purely accidental? Who is she anyway? I can sense her eyes on me, even though she's hidden among the rest of the passengers. It's only a matter of time for our curiosities to kick in again and we'll be stealing glances at each other. Like a moth attracted to a flame, it's burning and I don't even feel it. It's strange that a connection can be made in a crowded train station with just a fleeting glance. This woman was a stranger a few seconds ago, but now I am longing to see her. This wasn't the first time I caught someone looking at me. Usually, I ignore it. But her gaze, thick as the humidity of a Roman summer, intrigues me. There's an intensity about her that's impossible to ignore. I walk down the long aisle, find my spot, then get comfortable in my seat. Looking for a distraction, I look out the window, pretending to watch the passengers getting on board. Though it's safe for now, with a reserved ticket in my hand, a part of me is a bit anxious. If there's anything predictable during travel, it's the unpredictability of what happens along the way. I don't want any screw-ups or delays and just want the train to get moving. After 10 minutes or so, the metal wheels begin rolling on the tracks. A smile of satisfaction breaks on my face. In two hours or so, I'll be in the city that I've dreamt of going all my life. On my way to explore the city built on the water. I think of the ruling classes that made Venice into a powerhouse. Of Casanova, his escapades of love, 
Marco Polo's grand adventures in Asia. Venice had one of the most powerful navies in the world. Its ships brought treasures from the places it ruled along the Mediterranean Sea coast. But that was long time ago. The city now finds its treasures from hordes of tourists flooding the alleys. Avoiding them will be impossible because I'm one of them. Mostly, I imagine drinking apple teenies in St. Mark's Square, walking across hundreds of footbridges in a rented costume and mask, and time permitting, riding a gondola. As we pull away from the station, the near pandemonium of the passengers trying to get in and out of the train becomes a distant memory. Suddenly, only the hum of the train's motor sings in my ears like a lullaby filling the near quiet cabin. I whisper goodbye to the city of Florence as if it's an old friend I'll see again in the distant future, though I doubt it. The spontaneity of life's events makes it impossible to predict what's going to happen next. What I'll be eating for lunch when I arrive in Venice is a mystery, let alone plans for my return trip. The situation in the world changes almost day to day and sometimes hour to hour. I want to return, but it may never happen. The conductor with a serious face of a schoolmaster is walking down the aisle, checking tickets. With trembling hands, I show him my boarding pass. He nods with irritation and walks on. Eager to read up on the sights, I pull my guidebook from my backpack. About to flip through the fifth page, out of the corner of my eye, I see the woman striding in the middle of the aisle. She's scanning the numbers along the overhead compartments, ticket in one hand, pulling a roll away with the other. She looks irritated. It seems she probably had been walking the entire length of the car. Not wanting a repeat of her awkward situation earlier, I quickly look away and search for my phone. A part of me wished her assigned seat were next to me. Earbuds in my hand and Vivaldi's Four Seasons ready to play I find myself looking straight into the eyes of this mystery woman once more. Beads of sweat are forming on my forehead. She is standing over me, waving her ticket, pointing to the seat next to me. What does she want now? Oh, it's her spot? Excuse me, I say, removing my backpack, then placing it on the floor. Without saying anything, she sits down and parks her roll away in front of her. Another quick glance. With fine, light brown hair that hangs just above her shoulders, she is actually prettier than I thought. Please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon.
at online retailers, and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to the first episode of my podcast. When an idea of a podcast came to me, I wasn't sure what to do and how to even begin it. That's when I thought of my trip to Italy. But where do I begin and how do I even start with this massive project? And what my theme is going to be. But since I love to travel and Venice is one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. And with my uh, last novel being a contemporary romance, I knew it's going to be about love and travel. But then I had to figure out how to tell the story. At first, I wanted the narration style to be about a guy who is telling a story after all that happened uh, to a friend while they're sitting at a cafe somewhere. But after a while, I changed my mind. I decided that writing it uh, the way I did my last book sounded more natural. Since Venice is such a unique place, I decided that the setting must be there. But I didn't know where to start it, so I began uh, the story with an initial eye contact with the main characters while boarding a train. So it's going to be about a boy who meets a girl on the way to Venice. You know, we're getting somewhere, right? Although I didn't really meet someone on the train on my real trip to Venice, I decided that it would be the best uh, jumping off point to get the story moving. But the situation where one notices someone in a crowded place happened to me many times, and I'm sure it had happened to many people too, right? In fact, in one instance, the girl winked at me. I was actually standing across the room. <laughs> and this was back in college. It's really funny. It's kind of embarrassing, I think, but we've all been there. The fleeting glance. The feeling is almost universal, and that's why it's something that I kind of like decided to, uh, to begin the story with, right? For most of us, the first reaction is to look away, but... Uh, do you want to look again? An awkward situation immediately follows. You know, things happen this way and it's just something we can't really afford uh, just doing it. Because a connection has been made. This can happen in a party, a conference, or any social gatherings. Suddenly, there's an instant connection of two souls that only the two of you know but the rest of the world is clueless. I base my story on my travels to Italy, you know, when I went to Rome, Florence, and Venice. As a resident of Southern California, most of us here don't uh, really travel by train on a regular basis. Traveling by train is a great experience. The seats are comfortable. The sceneries are amazing. When we travel, uh, most of the time we miss uh, those little places that we discover along the way. And we tell ourselves that we'll come back next time. But more likely, we're not going to come back. Because life is unpredictable and we can't always fulfill the things we plan. 
that's why it's very important to to travel and to go now and to see uh, as much as we can because there's a lot of things that happen in life graduating from high school graduating from college getting a real job getting married kids house it's just really endless and i know it's very difficult for most people to just say you know i'm gonna go on a whirlwind travel somewhere but uh, it's true it's we have to really try because time is ticking and that's why i immerse myself whenever i'm far away from home it's almost like uh you know that new discovery it's uh seeing something new also i made a conscious decision to live my life in the present take a slow breath and enjoy what every moment brings traveling is intense we meet people along the way and for a brief period of time we become families. We rely on each other. People who were strangers just less than five or ten hours ago are now trusted confidants. But then again, when the journey ends, we part ways. And what glued us together is what will separate us too. This is the part I hate about travel. Saying goodbye, parting, knowing that more likely we'll never see each other again. <laughs>